right, check one, check two. We're back at it. We gotta have it. It's called the Cannabis Coffee Hour. It's your host, me, Rob Cantrell. Episode 16. We're rolling, we're flowing, we're going, we're moving, we're shaking. Uh, I have got a great episode for you. I am having a blast doing this podcast. I got some good emails coming in. If you want to contact me, give me a heads up how you feel about the podcast. Hit me up at Rob Cant... No, contact at Rob Cantrell. That's the email. Contact at Rob Cantrell. This podcast doesn't have any social media stuff out there. I don't have a Twitter for it. I have a Twitter. If you want to hit me up on my Twitter, see some tour dates, see some funky videos, it's at Rob Cantrell. Um, but I took Twitter off my phone. I, I, I don't know how good social media is for your uh, mental state, but that's a, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but uh, I'm excited about this podcast. I'm going to switch it up. I've been going hard on the coffee, yo, and I've been going hard on the herb out. I just got to, I got to shift gears a little bit. My energy is, uh, was a little whacked out. Uh, I will say about the Pete's coffee that I reviewed last week that I guzzled uh, down. It is uh, a little bit jumpier. It definitely, the, I think right off the bang, when I first got the bag, the big bang, I was so into it. But then... I was drinking it all week. It was just a little too much, man. It was kind of like, you know, I was starting to get that clenched jaw, like almost Starbucks cocaine feel from it. And I don't want that. But I still love the coffee. I just think, you know, it's almost... I'll tell you a funny story. But first, before that, uh, I'm gonna, I want to kind of hit what I got here. But I got something. It's, it, this is going to be a funky one, guys. I'm drinking kombucha today. I'm switching it up. I'm drinking Synergy Kombucha, which is like, you know, almost your Coca-Cola level, mainstream, straight up kombucha. They have it at the grocery store. At the regular bodegas or regular stores, they're like six bucks. But uh, I got this grocery store and they were selling these little, these bottles. They're kind of big bottles for $3.58, which is good in Brooklyn. So I grabbed one of these, and I had one yesterday, but this is the Watermelon Wonder. And then for my herb out, so I'm going to pop, let's see, it, these things fizz, so uh, I'm kind of psyched to drink this. I already had a full French press of Pete's coffee this morning. We're going into noonish, so I'm switching it up, and I got a workout, and I just picked up this vape cartridge of Sour Diesel, um... CBD. So this episode, I've never had like a pure CBD cartridge and I have this, uh, I have a pretty good vape pen, you know, screw top thing that's kind of big and bomb. It's not, it's not like one of those tanks. I don't have a tank or anything. It's just a blue stick and you screw it on, but it's blue and it looks cool. And it definitely, uh, and I wouldn't hit it around people because I think vaping is kind of cheesy. But I do, you know, when I'm walking around by myself, I'll hit it. Um, and it's just the smell, it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't blow up your spot. And I don't like blowing up my spot. I like fucking running a little bit on the, uh, under the radar a little bit, you know. Uh, 
I don't believe in just like telling everybody everything all the time. Fuck all that, man. You got to have some mystery. You got to, you know, you got to, if you're an artist, you got to prince it out a little bit, man. Um, but yeah, this is a decent company. I was looking for the Koi, but the Koi was like 70 bucks. And I've heard about the Koi CBD being really good. But this one I've heard is really good. And I think it's actually like... Uh, you know, kind of goes with the jewel. That's what I'm reading about. It's the JGO Plus High Strength Sour Diesel Sativa for Energy. And what this is saying is made in the USA, no THC, 100% legal, hemp imported from Europe. So they probably got it from Amsterdam or one of those places. Uh, so we'll see. It's not California. It wasn't I'll tell you this, if you ever get a chance to get a brass knuckle cartridge that I reviewed, like I've had a couple times on this show, that, that blueberry, blast, blueberry brass knuckle cartridge lasted me, like, I usually, you know, I got a good taste for weed. I can power through the shit if I, if I don't hold my, I'm a Scorpio. Uh, not that if you follow astrology, yo, shout out to the year of the pig. Uh, it's Chinese astrology. But, uh. I'll consume something like I eat like I can't I'll eat so much till I'm sick and then I'll eat some more uh you know when I drink I used to drink just shitloads. uh when I smoke I you know over the times I've learned to like taper down but when I was in my 20s living in San Francisco and stand-up comedy I you know I smoked just <laughs> I'd put myself up against anybody in terms of that bullshit macho, like, I'll smoke more than you, motherfucker. You don't even know about getting high. No, I do know about getting high, dude. Slow your roll. I did shows up in Humboldt, man. I tell you, the, there's two of the best places I ever got weed. One was Grass Valley, and that is in Northern California near Humboldt, but it's not in Chico. It's like this, we did this small, it's this cute Mayberry town way up there in the Northern California mountains, and it's called Grass Valley. And the town can't be more than like maybe 3,000. I, I don't know, it seemed really small, but they had this cute little playhouse. They had a theater there that we did a show. We did the marijuana logs. This is when I was in the marijuana logs and I was uh, touring with Tony Kameen and Dan Gabriel. And on that run, we, we were like, we stayed with a couple growers when we were up in there and we were just, like, at the end of the run, we did all these dates up in Northern California with the marijuana logs. Like, we had, like, a pound of weed. We just kind of, like, gave it away. Because I was flying on the East Coast, and I, after I got uh, arrested for weed, I, I don't know if you guys ever knew that, but you got to Google it. It's on uh, YouTube. There's a story. And it wasn't my video that I posted. Uh, I think it's called Rob Cantrell, Bad Boy Goes to the Tombs. But yeah, I did three nights. I did three nights in jail in 2007 or eight uh, for like a half a roach in a clogged one hitter in New York City. It was brutal, man. So, you know, I try to lo roll low key, but I think we should be legal, morally uh, straight up. Uh, CBD, I think, is beneficial, and you know, I'm leaning now a little bit more CBD. But sometimes you just got to roll a big fat spliff and hit it. Um, but sometimes you don't. You know, there's a time for everything. But today, I'm feeling my time is to hit some, uh, 
man, I just had some of that Synergy kombucha. It was awesome. So it's, can't shake that shit up too much or it'll fizz out like seltzer. But uh, it has like a fizzy taste and a sweet taste. This is Synergy Watermelon Wonder. I had this yesterday and I drank it down like it was nothing. It's only, it tastes like, it tastes like uh, uh, natural Kool-Aid with a little bit of fizziness. Renew, rebalance, rebuild, reclaim, rekindle, recharge. 473 milligrams, gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, genetic modified. Um, let's see, words of enlightenment. Find joy in the simple things, and life will always be fulfilling. Word up. I agree. Um, it is about the simple things. It is about a cup of coffee at the right time. I sat on the bench like it was, we went through this like super cold vortex. And then yesterday, or yeah, was it yesterday? It ended up being like 60 degrees. It's fucking global warming. We gotta fucking, we gotta get real with that shit. Um, but I'm not, I don't wanna talk politics and I don't wanna get, I'll vote for what I vote and, and I'll put my money towards small businesses and people I like. Um, but, uh, but the sun was out. And I just let, and I was on this bench doing a little work on my phone. And then the sun hit my face. And, it, you know, we just been in this fucking darkness of cold polar vortex. I've been just hiding out under my bed, you know, with a bowl of soup in my face and farting up my quilt in order to warm up my body. But the sun just hit my face, man. And it was just, it just felt great. Let the sun hit your face. Get some uh, sun in your face. That's a Richard Pryor quote. Just make sure you get some sun in your face, man. And that dude did more cocaine and more stand-up than anybody. Uh, and he even knew that, you know, it comes down to just being free and healthy and alive and letting the sun hit your face. Uh, but let's try some of this. I do need... So I was, uh, my energy, yesterday I kind of fucked myself up. After the park bench, I went and did some work. I went to a really kind of old uh, coffee shop that did, uh, that did espressos. But they did, it was like, it, was a DIY, it wasn't a DIY. It was an independent coffee shop, but really small and just a simple setup. It's just all wood. It's on Fifth Avenue. I forget the name of it. But it was just like all wood, tiny, but the, he just had an espresso bar set up and it just had this like chill, laid back vibe. And they were doing Italian espressos correctly. Like, you know, when you get the cup and the small dish and the one shot. So I did that. And uh, so yesterday, this is, I had a really rough thing i'm coming out of it so right now i'm trying to rebalance and that's if i'm a little bit all over the map excuse me i'm just burnt because the kombucha is too damn good um yeah yesterday i fucked myself up a bit uh, but it, it worked out i'm good i'm not sick but i'll tell you about it i just drank way too much coffee i had the pete's french fries and then i had one banana shake my banana peanut butter 
shake, and then I drink an espresso. But then, let me, uh, and then I went home and my wife went to some crazy business dinner the night before. But uh, it was kind of like a big table, but nobody messed with the Brussels, Brussels sprouts. Well, they did a little bit, but there was a bunch of Brussels sprouts left over. So she had this box and it was like a super nice restaurant. I think farm to table or one of those fucking things. Just a bomb ass New York restaurant. She did some business meeting there. And uh, she came home and she had this fucking big box of Brussels sprouts, right? And they were cooked, they were charred up. And I like Brussels sprouts and uh, for lunch. And then she had some mashed potatoes and they were cold in the refrigerator. So I got home after drinking that espresso and having a whole uh, jug of Pete's uh, coffee. After that, I came home and I ate this big, like I refried the Brussels sprouts. I just, you know, I'm from the South, so I'll fry some shit up. I don't give a fuck. So I hit, you know, I hit the pan with some Pam, with the spray Pam. Bah, 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 bah. And then I threw the Brussels sprouts on there and they were, they smelled great. And they were charred up and they looked, they were just, you know, bomb. And then I put some mashed potatoes. I put the leftover, and I just made a big gunk of it. And I had this huge bowl of just, um, huge bowl of just mashed potatoes and Brussels sprouts. And I just housed it, man. I just went to town on that fucking thing. I couldn't stop eating. And so I just, it was like a big ass, it was more Brussels sprouts than you should eat. So I, I ate like a meal size version of Brussels sprouts with a, probably another little half plate, like just a ridiculous amount of Brussels sprouts because I hadn't eaten anything. I'm not going vegan or vegetarian. Or, and I told you I'm not fucking with labels like that. Um, but I like to, you know, substitute the meat sometimes. So I was eating, I ate all that. And then I went to the gym and the, all the ellipticals were taken because I am the elliptical um, badass motherfucker. I will fuck you up on an elliptical machine. <laughs> uh, I went to the rowing machine. Rowing sh machine was all great, right? And I had, my, I had my glasses with my clip-on sunshade, so I was just rowing. The sun was hitting my face. I rowed for like a half an hour, but I shook up all that Brussels sprouts and all that espresso, and then I got home. I literally took like 10, I'm sorry to be crude, I took like, 10 shits in a row, like everything flushed out of me. It was crazy. Like I couldn't stop for like an hour and a half. It was just ridiculous. I kept on going. And my, it felt like I was having the flu, but I didn't have the flu. Like my head wasn't hurting. I just couldn't get off the hoop. I couldn't get off the toilet, man. It just all fucking flesh. I'm actually feeling really good today, uh, but it just, Everything came out of me. I think it was just, and then I Googled, does Brussels sprouts give you some nasty farts? And it, and it does make, it's like a natural laxative. If you're ever on the road and, you know, you've eaten too many cheeseburgers or whatever, and you're all clogged up, man, hit some Brussels sprouts because that shit just shot through me almost too much. But, you know, what I took from it was, but I was, I'm still a little shaken up for it. It wasn't a nice sensation. It wasn't. It was just like, ah, oh, I gotta deal with this right now. I'm just shitting for an hour. So what I'm saying is, I just went a little too hard on the coffee, man, and uh, I didn't, I didn't judge it. When and when you get older, you got, you gotta, you gotta hit the equalizers. You know, I think with energy and life, 
you know, right now I'm really in a cool point in life where I feel like I'm just fine tuning. I have been working out like every day for like uh, not much, like 20 minutes on the elliptical or 20 minutes on the rowing machine or I do 10 minutes on the elliptical, 10 minutes on the rowing machine and then I do my 5 to 15 pull-ups and then I fucking walk out of there. And that's after stretching and meditating in the morning. But, uh, so, but I've been hitting the gym and I've been going every day like for a full week. And after that Brussels sprouts enema I had, I mean, I feel like physically like lean and mean right now. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting there. Um, and I'm drinking kombucha and I'm about to hit this CBD sour diesel uh, vape cartridge. Let's see if it works. Yeah, it seemed to work. My vape, my, my pen is fully charged. And uh, I got a hit. Tastes good. Mm. Yeah, feeling good. Feeling good. We'll just keep it moving. You know, with CBD, it's usually, it doesn't like hit you. I, that's why it's, is it snake oil or not, you know? Uh, it doesn't really hit you right away, but it does, and it doesn't psychoactively kick in. So I don't know if I'll be as spacey as I was on earlier episodes, but I had a little bit of that, like I said, that brass knuckle blueberry. Uh, I had a little bit of that this morning uh, with my coffee, but I'm coming back around and I just worked out and I'm sipping on some kombucha. I mean, yeah, that tasted really good. Um, let's see. But I, you know. I don't really taste like sour diesel that much, like. It's a very fine, the liquid, the cartridge is really small, so I'm sure this is going to help me out. Um, so far, so good. It, I mean, it works. Um, I, I spit out some smoke. Um, it tasted kind of weedy. Feels, I don't know. Yeah, I think I feel a little bit better. Hmm. Yeah, I was clenching my jaw like I was <laughs> I don't I don't do coke and I've never done coke um I've uh, you know I did I went through an ecstasy phase uh for a minute but you know once you start dancing that's the thing about hard drugs and I don't do them at all um you that's just you're fucking playing with a semi truck you know but some people can go out there on the highway and play with the on the Playing the highway with the semi trucks dancing around, flying by, but fuck all that, man. I ain't got time for that shit. It never looked uh, that too intact. You know, it just wasn't my gig. I like music. Well, I can't say that, man. I'm not gonna judge anybody for what they do. They do their thing, and people do coke, and people do all kinds of stuff. But, uh, it's just not my bag. Right now, I'm kicking some uh, kombucha 
and some CBD uh, sour diesel, um, it feels good. But it is a little homopathy. <coughs> oh, look at that. That was a big hit. That's a third hit. Maybe this thing's warming up. Uh, but it feels good, actually. My sinuses feel a little bit better. Um, feel a little bit more relaxed. But I'm always kind of relaxed. No, that kind of felt made my feel, stomach feel really good. Because, you know, I was drinking that pizza this morning. But, and then I kind of put some of this watermelon wonder organic kombucha on top of it. So it, it you know, I think it, uh, I think it helps. Um, I'm having a great, I think, I mean, I'm having a great episode. I'm, <laughs> this is actually a little bit different. Like I said, is like, I love coffee, but like, I don't drink alcohol that much. So sometimes I just go overboard. Like when you start going like two French presses, and then an espresso, it's like you start clenching your jaw, like you can feel your bones rattle. For me, everybody's got different shit with caffeine and everything. I'm just telling you what uh, was going through my head. But this kombucha, this watermelon wonder is awesome. It's actually the, a great thing to have. I just had some, uh, I made my own ramen, but I used a fried egg in it. I did, I did I'll tell you about this, but... Um, the Synergy Kombucha, you know, Kombucha is a weird, I mean, I know where Kombucha came from. It's this dude, Frank, in 1978, because uh, Kombucha is not a real word. You type in Kombucha, it's just some weird hippie tea. It's like somebody had some, oh, you want some, some orange juice and you want some green tea? Oh, man, we put them together. We synergized it. Uh, we put it all together, and now we have that for you. Uh, but it feels good. But I know where it came from. My boy Frank, this white dude with dreadlocks, 1978, huge deadhead, huge deadhead. And all Frank wanted to do was uh, tour and, and, and follow the Grateful Dead that summer. They were doing their Run for the Roses tour. And, uh, and Frank was going to follow them in this uh, beat-up 1970 one Oldsmobile Cutlass, and he had just had a big trunk. He had the trunk full of flutes, wooden flutes, and he was gonna s sell them on the tour. <laughs> and, uh, cause that's what people used to do. The thing about going to see the Grateful Dead, I saw the Grateful Dead in 1990, 1990, at RFK Stadium in Washington, D.C. with Jerry Garcia. I think it was like the one year before he passed away. And the thing about Jerry Garcia is that he has such a fucking cool voice and such a beautiful voice, such a humble, sweet, cool voice. And his guitar playing was very eccentric and odd and weird and dope. And I didn't like them in high school. I used to make fun of deadheads, hardcore. But in college, I started smoking, or I started slowing down, you know. In high school, I was full-on hip-hop, punk rock. That was it. And then I kind of, you know, but I also had a backbone. I was into, like, you know, Cream and Led Zeppelin, all the classic rock shit. Um, and then, you know, there was hair metal and speed metal, and I knew all those kids uh, that were into that. I've always been interested in all genres. I've been on, always interested in 
all types of people. But I did used to make fun of the Grateful Dead because they're easy to make fun of uh, in the whole scene. But, but if you ever went to a show, they are fun. And the parking lot was the funnest part. I mean, the show was great, but sometimes those motherfuckers would drag on for like three hours, like, you know, you know step it up a little bit. But sometimes, you know, they're doing improvisational uh, jazz, space jazz steal your face uh blues for allah type shit you know they're go they were out there those dudes were eating acid on the daily man um i have been watching a lot of Ter terrence mckenna videos as well uh i might need to take some mushrooms soon it's been i would say 10 years since i took some mushrooms so, it, I don't know, I may have to, but the thing is, I do smoke enough pot that I, you know, I dance in the uh, inner realms enough with the, I just need to be in the right space, man, for me to touch on psychedelics. But back to kombucha. Um, yeah, Frank wanted to sell those wooden flutes and he didn't have, he didn't have money for rent and his whole tour plans we're going to fall apart. But he had, Frank had one wool sock and he put a grapefruit in that sock and then he punched a hole in that sock and, and he put a trash can underneath. He just hung up the wool sock in a closet, right? And uh, he had the grapefruit in there and he just punched a hole in it and it just started draining out, right? And he put a trash can underneath there and he just closed his closet, right? And uh, he just let it drain out. And three weeks later, kombucha. This dude, Frank, is a millionaire right now. I mean, there's bottles of this shit going for $11 at some stores around. Uh, if you go to Whole Foods, they'll probably charge you like $19 for this bottle of Watermelon Wonder right now. Because the shit is hot on the streets. Kombucha. It does hit the spot for me. Not all the time. I don't need it all. There's a vinegary thing going on uh, that I'm not sure about. But uh, it's cool. Uh, I dig it. And Frank, Frank, you know, now he has a helicopter. He's a white dude with dreadlocks, multi-gazillionaire. He's the dude that came up with kombucha. That is 100% of a true story, and you could Wikipedia it. Uh, I'm just fucking around. I don't know who came up with kombucha, but it was, it was, it's some hippie 70s, you know, hairy, uh, swinging, unprotected uh, 70s sex, uh, hippy-dippy freaks that came up with this shit. But the shit hits the spot, man. I dig it. I dig it. And where I had a really good kombucha experience was in Den was in Colorado in Boulder when I did the cannabis film festival. I did this like film festival. It was like the cannabis film festival and they had uh they were showing a couple films and then they had me MC the event and it was a great time man um I was the only comic there and the thing about being the only comedian at one of those events it's kind of cool it's just like you get treated a little extra good 
So they had me, they put me up in a great hotel. They gave me great, it was sponsored by Willie's Reserve. I got a, a pen from them now. They gave me the best gift bag of all time. I love Willie's Reserve. When I'm ever in Colorado or in LA or, you know, I, that's, I trust that brand. I trust Willie. I know Willie's a, weird, a, a real pothead, man. Real weed heads know real weed heads. You can't fake the funk, man, especially with herb, you know. That's why you see some celebrities jump on it or back up off it or, you know, just like people love Snoop. That's who he is. That's, he smokes and he's going to be that way. I think, uh, am I a lifer? Am I a Snoop? Uh, am I be real? Nah, I, you know, I, I love herb and I'm down for it. And I think it goes great with art and life. It goes great with my lifestyle. But, you know, I'm not roll up all the time in people's faces and I don't carry ounces or pounds. I don't, the only, I only bought an ounce once and that was in California. Uh, but, uh, and that's when I was smoking hard and I did go through that pretty fast. <laughs> I didn't think, that's the thing about weed, it always runs out. That's what I always say. Uh, that's the only bummer about it. But if you could grow it, my whole thing is like, I don't think it should be illegal. Um, I think you should be able just to grow it in your garden or whatever. I mean, we need to start going towards more organic and working with the land and working with the environment. We're been, we have everything we need. We just need to organize it. And I feel that way in my life, like in, especially with my career and everything. Like I, I know it's all here. I just need to kind of just organize it right and stay positive and put it in the right place and this thing will connect with that thing and I was working on this thing three years ago. Oh, I'm going to clean it up and move it over here. I have a couple projects. I have an old stand-up album that I kind of want to roll out again that uh, I took off online, but I, I think it's being still spinned on Pandora's radio and it's still being spinned on XM and it's called Keep on the Grass and I taped that in 2007 at the uh, Punchline in San Francisco which was like my home club where I started um, but I think it, I should uh, I think it should just be grown be able to grow outside like the hydroponics I dig all that shit but you know, I really just want to taste that sunshine. That's what I was going to say. Okay, the Grass Valley gig. So this guy gave us a bag of pot in Grass Valley up in Humboldt. I don't know. This must have been like 2007, 8, 9, somewhere in there. And we were up there doing a show. Shout out to Tony Kameen. Shout out to Dan Gabriel, the two comics that I was touring the play with. Um, this is when Doug Benson and Arge Barker was was doing stuff in Australia, and then Doug Benson kind of moved on, but Tony Kameen originally wrote the play, and he was in control of the concept and the brand, and he brought on his comedian friends. We all knew, we got approved by Doug and Arge, but we, we toured this play that they did, and we got to go up to Northern California, Grass Valley, the dude gave, this weed tasted like peppermint, like it was pure, peppermint and it, it it was just so fresh that's the thing the times you get the best weed is when you know the grower and this stuff must have been grown outside i don't know 
like we had a bunch of samples and this is all around Humboldt. Like we had all these samples, people giving us weed because you do these shows, you know, and the crowd is like, you know, 75 to 300 people. So after the show, people pass out weed. We're smoking weed with the fans of the show. And, um, you know, people give us herb. That's what potheads do. Um, but we got this one bag that just, it, it, it was just much better than everybody else's. And it comes down to the grower. It, I mean, whoever grew this was just, you know, knew their shit and didn't fucking, you know, I don't know. They kept it as real as possible. It felt like it was just really like kissing uh, peppermint. I just remember it was just like when I, like my lips almost turned numb from the peppermint when I just, and it was just like, oh my God, you know, it was just like pure nature. And then uh, the other best weed I ever had, and I've had a lot of different weeds, and I know it's just getting better and better and more strong. I'm not talking strong. A lot of times I'm not talking the strongest. I'm talking about like it fucking tasting good. It's grown right. It's in good soil. It's been played fucking run for the roses. <laughs> it's been played Grateful Dead music to it. Uh, it's been loved, it's been grown, it's been nurtured, man. Uh, it's nature, man. It's, it's, it's evolution. It's, it's a part of the whole schism to schism to rat-a-tat-tatism. Um, but the other one was when I was working the front desk at this hostel in San Francisco that I talked about uh, earlier. When I did the midnight shift and I worked... From midnight to 7 a.m. in the morning, I did the graveyard shift for three nights a week, and that's how I got a free room and board, and I had my own room, but it was in a cool part of San Francisco, and that was kind of like right when I was starting to jump into the world of stand-up, and I was really frustrated, because I would, I would have to mop the whole ballroom, I had to mop all this shit, I had to check sure all the doors were locked, homeless people were constantly trying to get in, so you were like half security guard, half front desk person, half uh, janitor. I had a big fucking thing of keys on the side of me and shit. I ran the place for like seven hours at night. But this one time I was mopping and I couldn't, like, I, I was, people would come in after I would work all night. They would come in like at 5.30 in the morning. It's all, and it was usually international. They didn't like having Americans there. Like you had to have a passport from another country to check in. But somehow I weaseled my way into the job and sometimes they let, you know, just straight up backpackers. They kind of peop eyeballed people that were like hostile types, meaning like they're just backpacking and kind of broke uh, or just nature freaks or just hippy dippy. The whole place had kind of a hippy dippy. It was San Francisco back then. So the whole place had kind of a hippy dippy vibe. But uh, this dude rolls in and he's from Hawaii. And I was just having a hard time. I was trying to check out of like three or four people and the computer was, I was just fucking stressed. And I do get frustrated. I get frustrated, like all of us, like I get frustrated real quick. And I was just frustrated and he just saw it. He just saw it in my, I was broken. Uh, I was doing stand up. I was making no money. I, this was before any TV, anything. I was mostly doing just coffee shops and 
really just live, I, I mean, I was living, you know, almost like a street person, except I was living in a hostel. Um, and uh, he goes, he just handed me this joint. He didn't say anything. And he just saw it in my eyes. And he handed me this joint, and this thing was just rolled so good. I remember it looked like a cigar, and it smelled so good. And it was it it was Hawaii weed, man. Because I, I got off my shift, and I I went up to my room, and I had the window open, and I was so looking forward to going to bed. And I remember smoking the joint and f feeling like I could taste and feel the essence of Hawaii and I've never been to Hawaii that I have been around the block I've been to Bali I've been to Southeast Asia but I have never made the trip over to Hawaii and I've heard they got great we I mean it's just it, it's it sounds like the perfect conditions if you're gonna grow good weed and everybody talks about Maui Waui and the whole nine like that's you know the spot where you want to you know where you want to grow weed and uh, I took this, man, it, I still think about that joint. And it was just at the right time and the right place. And it was from generosity, you know. Somebody saw pain in my eyes. And this dude probably had like three or four in his pocket. And he just, you know, that's some San Francisco shit right there. He just saw it in my eyes. At least this is pre-Google San Francisco. He just saw it in my eyes and just gave me a joint, man. And it, you know, it changed fucking everything for me that that day and then I just took the best sleep and I got up I had the rest of it, that joints I remember it it lasted me like the whole week because it, it was such good weed like I'm not Mr. Power Hitter you know all the time but if I have one or two joints around that you could hit here or there when you need to like after you worked a graveyard shift and a hostel uh as one should you should, you know sometimes it's time to fire up a big fat joint so I just remember that one. And I remember that bag from Grass Valley. Wow. Um, I can't wait. To, I, in July, I'm booking some stuff in uh, San Francisco. So if you're a big-time grower and want to put on a pot show, man, hit me up. Contact at Rob Cantrell. I know you guys got money up there in Humboldt. I know you guys do, man. Uh, book me. Check out my vids, man. Coffee and weed. I was the first dude to ever do a song about coffee and weed. Maybe not the first. I'm starting to talk a little shit. Got to calm the ego down. Um, it's about inner space. Uh, I've been I've been going into Terrence McKenna deep uh, on the YouTubes, <laughs> but uh, the one thing I found that really cool the other day was Terrence McKenna was talking about fear, and I think. You know, that's where the darkness is, is fear. You know, fear drives people insane. And fear makes people afraid to speak their truth and open their hearts fully. But he said, if you're ever having a bad trip, like if the, ever the fear completely takes over you and you can't seem to shake it, he, he described a bad trip perfectly. And I, I had had one, like uh, in college, like, these dudes came from out of town that was my roommate's friends, and they brought mushrooms. But their vibes, you know, people have vibes, man. I, I keep on saying that. People have energy. And I didn't know these guys, and all my friends had to do something. Like, I ended up just eating some mushrooms with these people that I didn't know. 
and we were in college and I was in a dorm room and I couldn't get out and they were just bumming, the whole thing just bummed me out. Um, so when I take psychedelics, I kind of want to be with people that I really know, that I truly love, that I can open my heart fully to. And, I, and being in nature is a part of it. That's why I'm in New York City. I don't feel like, I mean, maybe I'll get some acid or something. Nah, I won't, but I want to go out to Colorado. This is all coming. This, this, this episode is flowing because I'll say in Colorado when I did that, I'm bouncing around here all of it, but when I did that film festival, uh, when I went to the bars at night, they had kombucha on tap, even at the most uh, funky-ass, you know, hole-in-the-wall bar. They all had fresh kombucha. I think they do it because, I mean, it was, it was, it was bolder and those towns are a little bit crunchier, but uh, more hippy-dippy if you don't know the term crunchy, more fucking widespread panic in Almond Brothers than than two chains and and seven finger death punch. Let's put it that way. Um, so they had kombucha and everybody's like having a beer and I just had a fresh kombucha and it 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 I don't know for some reason it was it tasted great and I was like smoking all that great Colorado herb, all that great Willie Nelson's reserve and it just evened me out. I remember it just making me feel good and the whole scene, and I could be social and hang out with like a drink because a lot of drinking is just like, yo, what's up? I got this thing in my hand, so do you. Um, man, that's some good kombucha. But uh, there's a place down the street that has it on tap that I've been eyeing up. It's a northern... Italian restaurant, like one of the most famous northern Italian restaurants in Brooklyn. It's supposed to, I haven't been in there. I don't like to reward myself, like, in, unless I got a super big gig. Like, but I'm, I'm saving that one up for a bit. Maybe Valentine's Day. But they have a cat. They just opened this, like, tiny cafe in the basement. And they only open it from, like, and they, you know they got the bomb-ass cappuccinos. Uh, they only open it from, like, 8 to, like, to Monday through Friday, and I've been eyeing it up, but they got kombucha on tap, like, I could tell, like, it was, it's like northern, like, this is like, it's like foodie, four-star, you know, known, secret, dope spot, but they opened a little tiny cafe, like, breakfast nook, and they're doing, like, dope-ass breakfast sandwiches, and great coffee, and they have kombucha on tap. I would like to do an episode from that joint. I can't wait to take this episode. I'm having fun. I, and I, I got some, I want to give a shout out to this dude that wrote me a dope email. And it was from Berlin. And I want to write him back. Maybe I'll hit him up real quick. But, you know, the week flies by and I'm trying to do this weekly. But I do have a life and I got to run around alive and take care of bullshit like we all do. And those, uh, those Brussels sprouts threw me off, man. They fucked me up. My is is male is male. I got you. Shout out from Berlin. This dude is from Berlin. He gave me a great shout out. Um, he goes a little bit into you know a lot of the <laughs> THC CB. Now that I'm reading the email, he's he's preaching to me a little. He's not preaching to me. He's just breaking it down, and he makes good sense. He's he's saying that. He's a big fan, and he's listening to all the episodes, and I totally get it. Um, 
And he's saying that uh, there's a difference between CBD and THC, and THC is actually even better or comparable. Like, I shouldn't... He said, my tone is like CBD good, THC bad. And I can kind of see... I think that's kind of my East Coast old school, you know, because I hang out with Californians and, you know, Colorado, where it, there is a different temperature. And I've always said, once New York City goes legal with cannabis... The rest of the country, the rest of the world will follow. I, this is the last stronghold. That's what's so... I'm not trying to be political or say this podcast is controversial. And it's about to go. Like everything, all the laws, New Jersey's is about to pop off. They have CBD dispensaries in Brooklyn. So they've kind of got their training wheels rolling. But rolling. But, you know, people are talking about Colorado. But if you make... I'm telling you. If once you, and if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. It's just fucking hard here. There's just too many, there's so many different types of people. And it's great. It makes you a great person. Meaning it keeps you alive and vibrant and engaged. And, and it teaches you not to take shit from anybody. Because just to, just to hang, just to keep it rolling, you got to be grinding. You got to have that New York hustle. That's what I've learned is about the New York hustle. Uh... But shout out to the dude from Berlin giving me a great, and he gave me the most awesome, awesome recipe. I like food. He gave me a recipe for making hummus, which I do have this new ninja like blender thing that I'm fucking psyched on that I've been making my banana smoothie. So, um, yeah, he's talking about fried onions, yo, and, and parsley, yeah, making your own hummus. I, yeah, I should do that. You're right. But he, he kind of breaks me off a little bit on terms of uh, strains and like there's no strains anymore and everything's been crossbreeded out to the point where uh, it's all about terrapins. I don't know enough. About, I know everybody talks about the terps and yo, taste that terps. And you're right. I'm tasting this CBD. I don't think I'm tasting much terps, whatever those fucking things are. But I'm not trying to be the super pot nerd fucking podcast, yo. I'm trying to be Rob Cantrell, comedy, funky, fresh beats all day. But I do, I do learn and evolve. And the science is getting out there. And, you know, a lot of it's just me growing up and understanding. And I do think um, THC is great. You know, pot has... Uh, helped me out. Um, I don't think it's the end all to be all because it, you know, it's definitely slowed me down in a couple different times that you have to dance around. You know, it's like you can't worship it. You can't put anything like on the super pedestal except for love or whatever love is. Uh, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. That's what Terrence McKinnis was talking about, the fear. The fear, this is what I took from the nugget. You know, I like to listen to something or I like to hang out in a culture. I like to listen to different things. I've always hung out. I've always had a wide variety of different type of friends. Don't fucking roll with too many clicks. Uh, I got some, you know, but there's a time to mix it up, yo. But what Terrence McKinnon was talking about, uh, if you're ever overcome by fear, the best thing to do if you're having a bad trip is to start singing is to start singing. And I, I, I heard that. 
and it tapped into something. Uh, so if you're ever in a dark moment in your life or you got some heavy shit popping off and your monkey mind is starting to just start singing a song, man. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Music is so fucking cool. And so is harmony. Uh, <laughs> I almost threw in a no homo right there, which is a terrible thing to say. I know it is, but it's also kind of ignorant and funny and dipset. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. If you got that, you got that. If you didn't, you didn't. But I'm just saying uh, male harmony, even female harmony, when people sing together, when there's synergy of voices, man, like... Uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Young, like that album, man, when those cats are all combining in those voices, and the same thing with Queen, when they all came together, and the same thing with the Beatles, too, man, that's the thing about the Beatles, man, people could say the Rolling Stones were the Mac, but no, the Beatles, man, the Beatles were four dudes that could harmonize, uh, and then, uh, harmony, that's what it's about. Live in peace, harmony, synergy, kabooch, go for your dreams, don't let the over fear overtake you, fuck the fear, uh, but, you know, people, they're sketchy motherfuckers out there, I'm sure there's some sketchy ass dudes, chicks listening to this thing, trying to figure out how they can get into my bank or something, man, uh, that's another thing, you don't get robbed on the street, you get robbed on the internet, people don't stick up people on the street anymore, okay? They kinda do. I mean, if you're drunk and blacked out drunk and coming home on the subway, yeah, you better watch your ass, something could pop off. But on the most part, people get robbed on the internet, dude. That's how you get fucking robbed, is on the internet. Uh, that's the new street. See, but see that fear? Fear started, I need to sing it out, yo. <sighs> Oh, that was a weird hit. I don't know. It's good. I guess I, this was supposed to give me energy. I do feel much better. We're getting towards the end of this podcast. I'm at 50 minutes. I wanted to give a shout out to the dude from Berlin. Thank you, man. I really appreciate all the kind and cool words. Um, and he, he, he does make super valid points. Um, especially about medical marijuana and seizures. I know that's such a, the cannabis oil. And um, this dude's from Germany. I, it's dope. Yo, it's dope that people are listening to me in Berlin. I hear Berlin's really kind of a cool town right now. Like it's uh, kind of having an artistic resurgence or maybe it's always been artistically, you know, sprockets and all that. But I hear it's a dope place. I would love to go to Berlin. I do have... My mom is German and Swiss. Uh, and that her parents were immigrants. So I'm German, Swiss, with, cut with half southern fried uh, redneck Cantrell. Um, so I would love to go to Germany. And I've never been to Germany. I've been to Amsterdam. I've been to Spain. No. No, I went to Italy. Yeah, I went to Amsterdam, London, Italy. But I would like to go to Berlin. I would like to, and I definitely would love to see the Alps before I die. I'd love to go to Switzerland. And then I would like to go to Hawaii. And I've never been to New Orleans. That's kind of odd.
But I'm going to Pittsburgh this weekend. I'm actually going to Pittsburgh with the Tracy Morgan. We're going on tour. I'm flying out tomorrow. I'm doing five shows with Tracy Morgan at the Pittsburgh Improv. And uh, it's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. going to do some stand-up. I did some, uh, I've been doing a bunch of stand-up, just mostly in like a lot of the Brooklyn rooms, off rooms. I did a rap battle the other night, but I didn't win, but my bars were pretty fire, man. I gotta say, uh, they tell you, you gotta give a rap name, and I was wearing green corduroys, and my rap name was Corduroy Roy, and Corduroy Roy was all about wearing corduroys. He was dissing everybody else's pants, and this is me playing a character. Um, but I did a rap battle called Battlelicious at UCB East. Shout out to Victor Venato, Rebecca Trent, my boy Shockwave, uh, Carolyn Castiglia. These are all people involved with that show. And I had a blast um, drinking some kombucha and smoking some sour diesel D CBD. This has been a fun app, man. Um, I hope you guys are digging this stuff. Check me out at robcantrell.com. I got a link to the podcast. Tell people about the podcast. Like and subscribe. Uh, hit me up. Contact at Rob Cantrell. Uh, I got some New York dates up there as well. We got two more uh, PMA videos coming out with my boy Mookie Thompson. Uh, R.I.P. Kevin Barnett. I love you forever. Uh, you know, it's, it is, it is a cool wild life, but shit goes down and yeah, the negative energies. But I will say whenever, if you're ever stressed out, start singing, uh, have some CBD, stretch it out. What did I do? Uh, yeah, my elliptical. I did meditate. I made it, as you guys can tell, I'm jumping over all over the place. I'm juggling a lot and I'm flying out tomorrow and I'm trying to keep this podcast weekly um, so I appreciate you guys listening, especially the dude from Berlin. Thank you for this dope-ass email. That made my day, and I read every word of it, and you seem like a cool cat. Um, I don't want to blow up your spot too much. And he talks about not following on social media. I think a lot of you get what I'm saying. <laughs> what he was just saying is that he kind of gets my vibe. So I appreciate that, and that's coming from Berlin and coming from Europe. So, yeah, all around the world, man. Let's take it all around the world. Uh, I love you. Peace. One love. Rock on. I'm out. <laughs>